Geekiest show ever, number 19. And this is the 19th episode of Geekiest Show Ever. I am Tim Robertson, and as usual, I've got David Cohen here. Good evening. Right here. You're right here, David. There he is. If only. <laughs> and Guy Searle. Hey. Hooray. I'm here, too. <laughs> You're here, too. If only what, David? If, if only, only I was actually Michigan. there. Now, I said David, and Guy just stomps right over you again. Go ahead. Yeah, that's what I did. I said, if only I was actually there. No, you wouldn't Rather... want to be. No? No. It sucks well, here. Yeah? Yes. Well, snow? No, just kind of flip-flopping weather. It's really cold at night, and then it starts getting pretty nice in the day, and then it gets cold at night again, and my furnace is going, just make up your mind, one way or the other. So well, I David, paid... David, it's kind of like this, David. It's cold and wet, nothing like what you're used to. That's right. <laughs> uh, so the music that I played at the beginning of the show for less than 15 seconds or so is from most people are not going to recognize it, but probably are going to think, well, that's kind of cool. What is that from? Kind of, you know, majestic. Dun, dun, it dun, does. Dun. It does sound familiar, but I can't tell you what it is. It is the theme from the new ratchet and clank game, a crack in oh. time. See, you had no idea. And uh, I've been playing a lot of video games the last couple of days. I've been playing, I've been flip-flopping actually. Uh, between three different games, although one of them I've kind of put away, and I've decided I'm just going to hold off on playing that for a while. And uh, that's Brutal Legend. I, I kind of put that away. It's Jack Black's new video game. And yep. it's it's entertaining. It's just not at the same level as the two video games that I am playing. Well, um, is, it, is it more along the lines of it's, it's you know, as a gimmick? No, I wouldn't say it's a gimmick. I would just say it's not as engaging. Uh, it doesn't do it for me. Now, obviously, one of the games that I'm playing is the Ratchet and Clank. It's the brand new one that just came out. You still there, Dave, uh, Guy? Yeah. Okay. I heard some weird noise on your line there. Um, the new Ratchet and Clank game, I got it on the PS3. I don't... Yeah, it won't even come out on the Xbox 360. But it's a fantastic game. I mean, it, it's beautiful. Um, it, it's really fun to play. I am definitely hooked on it, but it doesn't really change anything that Ratchet & Clank hasn't been doing for the last six, seven years. It's the same basic gameplay. Sure. And I, that's not necessarily a bad thing. I mean, you guys are probably remember how popular Pac-Man was. And when they yeah. tried to reinvent Pac-Man years later as a 3D game, and you know they tried all yeah. kinds of the Pac-Man family, none of them worked well. No. And that's because they got rid of the core gameplay of what Pac-Man was. Pac-Man is not a platformer. Pac-Man is not an RPG. It's, you know, running around mazes eating dots. That's what Pac-Man is. Well, I, I think as well they they always tried to turn they always tried to turn Pac-Man into the into the character and give him kind of a backstory and yeah, whereas in fact the the he he wasn't even though they did the cutscenes in the original video games he wasn't really a character i mean he was just a he was just a thing you're controlling but actually the 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 thing that hooked you in the game was the gameplay it exactly. wasn't the character you know it wasn't like sonic or anything where you kind of 
with Sonic or Mario, you kind of get behind it because of not just because of the way you're playing the game, but what the character is trying to do. Exactly. And and Ratchet and Clank is when you boil it right down, it's to it's blowing things up in the most spectacular way possible. And, and it's exploring, yeah, and it's exploring new worlds. And the story, while quite good, is almost incidental in the fact that it just gets you from one planet to the next. So you can see completely different visuals and you can eventually upgrade and buy new weapons and you know and, and it's it's crazy is what it is, but yet it works really well. And they've stayed true to that gameplay. The 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 only other game that I could think of in the Pac Man series that stayed true and I don't count Miss Pac Man because that was actually I, I don't know just if a lot Pac-Man of people the bow. Well, Miss Pac Man was actually a hack that a couple of college kids did with the original Pac-Man that, and they were modifying an original Pac-Man board to make it that, uh, the company that owned Pac-Man didn't like that this, these couple of guys are doing this and they both basically shut them down. And then they either gave them jobs and made it official or something like that. But their modified version of Pac-Man, they eventually called Miss Pac-Man. It's a much better game. But the the true sequel to Pac-Man is called Pac-Man Championship Edition, and it came out on the Xbox Live Arcade. And it's simply fantastic. It's it's better than Pac-Man. I played that maybe a year and a half, two years ago. And it was a cheap $10, $5 download. It was nothing. Um, I played that for weeks at a time. I mean, I, I love that game. I beat the whole thing. It's just fantastic. It's so much fun. Oh, I'll have to give that one a go. It's really, really good. The board changes over time. It's faster. It's it's just really, really good. So, Ratchet & Clank's one of the games I've been playing. And in fact, I was playing that today. But the other game is called um, Uncharted 2, uh, Among Thieves. And yeah, now, my, my brother's just... He he got a bit a PS3 recently, yep. And that's the first game he's bought, and he was he was just raving about it it's, to me the other day. He said it's amazing. It is, you know. I I bought the first Uncharted pretty soon after I got the my my PS3 a couple years ago, and I didn't really know much about it. And I played the original game, the first one, and it was it was so good I couldn't believe it. It, it to me that year that it came out, it was the game of the year. So th- these games are a little bit like Tomb Raider, is that right? Yes and no. They're they are they're very platforming, shooting, running, gunning, getting treasure. So in that regard, yeah, it's kind of like that. But this is like Lara Croft and and the Tomb Raider series is a video game. This is more like a movie, an interactive movie. I mean, it's the the acting, the voice acting. Is second to none. I mean, it's not the typical video game acting that you may think of. I mean, it's just fantastic. Kind of like, um, uh, what's the car shoot 'em up? No, it's not like that. Trust me. This this is this is unbelievable. I mean, it, it's so. You know what it reminds me of? It reminds me of a really well done Indiana Jones film, and I really like the main characters. They brought some characters back that they had in the first game. Surprises you, you know, partway through this game. And it's just, it's so fantastic. It really is. And uh, it's kind of one of these timeless games that once you play, it sticks with you. Uh, The graphics are just unbelievable. Gorgeous. I mean, it's... 
This is only on the PS3? Yeah, only on the PS3. And uh, it's just such a fantastic game. So those are the two games that I've been playing a lot lately. And, you know, the music on both of these games are just simply phenomenal. And that's one of the aspects that we're going to have to have a show here real soon, I think, on video game music. And I know you don't play a lot of video games, guys, so we might have to find another expert to bring on. No. (laughs) But there's some video games out now that have musical scores that rival anything that Hollywood is doing. It's part of the the reason why, you know, it it takes so much time and so much money to get some of these games out. Yeah, some of these games have two, three, four-year life cycles in development, and it costs $50 million to make. I mean, you know, we're talking bigger than the average Hollywood blockbuster. I mean, they're fantastic, and they make a lot more money than most Hollywood movies do nowadays as well. Well, if if they sell. Well, but the big games do. Um, especially if they're sequels like Halo or um, the one I'm playing, Uncharted, Ratchet and Clank. They know that's going to sell. A Grand Theft Auto is going to sell. They well, know how, these how well How well is the new Halo selling? I haven't really it's, heard too much it's about appa- it. It's apparently, it, it, hasn't, it hasn't done critically very well, but apparently it has sold absolutely gangbusters. The thing is with, with Halo is um, it came out, at, a, at an unusual time of the year because it came out during the summer. Yes. Um, which which is m- most games would normally like be pushed into the Christmas season. Yeah, near Christmas. So so the fact that it came out in the summer meant there was a kind of a gap in the market for something new. So that that probably helped stimulate its sales. But you know, most I I don't know how how many people have been disappointed once they bought it, but it certainly sold very well. It looks like a fun game. I've heard that it actually plays better than Halo Three. And this is kind of Halo 3.5 without the main character. Yeah. You play a rookie, and you don't have the, you know, the, the rechargeable shield. So if you get hurt, you got to go find you health. You stay hurt, yeah. You, you stay hurt until you go find health. Yeah. Um, I'm not you're, interested you're in buying You're one of the space ones. Yeah. I, I, you're an OSDT or whatever it's called. Yeah. I'm not interested in buying it right now because I've got other games that I'm playing. But I probably will pick it up used eventually six months down the road. Another new game coming out soon is Modern Warfare 2, and that already has more pre-sales than any game in history. And I think yeah. that says a lot. Well, it, you know... Just mod- down, I'm sorry, go ahead, Dave. Uh, I was going to say, the, the, the first Modern Warfare game really was um, quite a departure for the title, you it, know, for that series of and games. it was a phenomenal game. Oh, and I, no, I, absolutely. I've played about a third of the way through it on the That's PC. That's about what I've done. On, on the Xbox 360. About yeah. a third of the way, and I keep meaning to go back to it. Same thing with Orange Box. I keep meaning to go back to it. Well, yeah, I, 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 my strategy now, because I've been, uh, you know, I, I tend not to buy my games new because yes. I'm, I'm, I'm fairly new to the 360 and I'm working my way through some of the classic titles. I very nearly finished the first Gears of War game. Um, Fantastic game. Been really, really enjoying that. Yep. So, so my strategy is is to wait till Modern Warfare Two is released because that's going to push down the price of Modern Warfare, the first one, and then I'm going to pick it up and play it through on the on the 360. Now, you know, in uh, Gears of War, it has that cover series where you kind of go up to a wall and you push a button, you kind of stick to it. Yeah. And, you're... and and you know, I absolutely love the gameplay in that because yep. even though you could 
you could take a look at the game from the outside and say, well, actually, it's fairly repetitive. You you know, you get to a you get to a choke point and then you get attacked by a whole lot of enemies and it and it's you know it's cover shoot cover shoot until you've cleared them all and then you're on to the next objective. The way it actually plays and does that is phenomenal because you don't really get much reward if you just sit there and and pop up and shoot. But if you're pushing forward, kind of like you know, you imagine real soldiers would do, yep. and trying to flank the enemies, you get much, so much more out of it, and and it, it becomes a much more enjoyable experience. Well, it's that phenomenal. Cover, that cover shoot is the same thing in uh, Uncharted too. That's how you fight in Uncharted. You know, it used to be in first-person shooters or third-person shooters, which is what both of these games are. Um, you know, you just rush into the bad guys and blaze away until they're all dead. Yeah, you do that. You try to do that in Gears of War, and you'll you get about five minutes into the game, and you'll never get any farther. <laughs> yeah, because they absolutely. will tear you up. You do not. You don't run and gun in that game. You take cover, and in fact, it's very clever the way the game encourages you to take cover because there is no health system. No. So effectively, if you if you stay out, if you if you avoid getting shot, even if you're very close to death, you'll recover. So actually, that that is a very good way of stimulating you to take cover and, and to run and gun and shoot from cover because that way you'll actually survive. I, I know Even that you probably have zero interest in buying another game console with the 360 and the Wii already, but I got to say, Uncharted 2, and in fact, if you did get a PS3, I would say get the first Uncharted first because you can get it like for 20 bucks. Yeah. And that's a steal. It really is. But... The Uncharted games, as much as I liked Gears of War, and I really did, although I still haven't picked up Gears of War 2, uh, and I will eventually, but I, I'm just not in the mood for it right now. Um, as much as I like Gears of War, the Uncharted is much more realistic, and I know your taste, I know the things that you like, David. Yeah. You would like Uncharted ten times more than you like Gears of War 2. Now, they're totally different games, don't get me wrong, but, you know... It has a lot more, okay, I need to do this, this, and this to get that. And it's a puzzle, so you do it. But then it's a platformer. It turns into a platformer because you get the puzzle. Okay, now that opens this up. Now I have to figure out how to get from here to there. So now it's a, you know, I have to climb and I have to jump and I have to swing on the rope. And then you get into this room and there's 10 bad guys in there and you have to take cover and start shooting, just like in Gears of War. So it's much more intellectually stimulating and you have yeah. to use, you have to use your brain. You can't just rush in and start blasting away because you're not going to make it. And the guy's not some invincible, you know, 350 pound with one percent body fat <laughs> space marine. I mean, he's an average Joe. Yeah. He really, you know, the main character actually reminds me of the main character from um, Firefly. He's got oh, that. Oh, Yes. In fact, his name is Nate in this game, and. He's got the same kind of smarmy, ha-ha, funny uh, attitude. Um, he's, you know, he does really stupid things and gets himself into trouble. But yet he's smart enough to, to get himself out of the trouble. And it's brilliant. The way this game starts, starts about a third into the actual game. So you, you start this game at a certain point, and then you go back in time... And work your way back up to that level. So you find out why he was in the condition he was when you started the game. And it was brilliant so, the way they did it. Yeah, again, I mean, that's that's a mechanic they often use in movies. 
Exactly. That's so, what I mean. That this yeah. game so is more cinematic. like a movie. And I mean, you, and it's weird because when you start, you're on this train that has just been half destroyed. And you, you got to figure out how to get out of this train. Well, your guy is hurt. Drake is hurt. He's been shot. So he can't really run anymore. And when you try to make him run, he just kind of stumbles forward and shuffles through the snow. And you get the impression really, really quickly that, wow, I'm hurt. And it's just so fantastic. I, I can't recommend it highly enough. I mean, we're 15 minutes into a show that we weren't going to talk about video games on. And we're talking about yeah. video games. And, but I, I'm just, I'm simply blown away by the level of detail that went into this game on every single aspect, not just the actual gameplay, but in the graphics, which are just, it's just phenomenal. The the voice acting of the characters are completely believable, as good as a movie I've seen, and the soundtrack is, well, you, you, it's it's great. So, would you say, as as a PS3 and an Xbox 360 owner, and I've heard a lot of the good things about about Uncharted 2's graphics, would you say it's generating graphics that Xbox 360 can't can't do? Um, I don't know. I mean, I've seen graphics on the 360 that's blown me away. That, yeah. you know, I forget that. I, I'm, I'm like, wow, this is it's stunning. It looks fantastic. Yeah, but the, the PS3 has has the cell processor. Well, who cares about the actual te underlying technology? Because... Well, doesn't not, that, wouldn't that determine how well the graphics are going to perform? Sure, sure. If the, if the developers are good at it, of course. But in today's day and age of... A fifty million dollar made game. Do you only release it on one platform or two? Yeah, that's true. And if you only go one, do you go the three sixty or do you do with a larger install base but more diverse type of audience, or do you go on the PS three, where you have the cell processor, sure, but you also have a larger storage medium in Blu ray, so you could put more into your game. So I don't know. You know, honestly. I have both systems. I don't trust my Xbox. I've had to send it in four times because of the <laughs> red ring of death. So I don't trust the damn thing at all. And if I'm going to spend $60 for a brand new game, you I better to, be able to play it. You a system that works. Yeah. And so if it's a cross-platform game, it comes out on both systems, I'll get it on the PS3 now. I just like the PS... I think the PS3 is a superior machine. But I think the better games so far is still, on, still the Xbox on the Xbox 360. Yeah. Because there's just yeah. more of them. I mean, it, it, and I know David and I had talked about this. I don't know if we did it on the show in the past or just a conversation afterwards. But if there was a certain number of games that I was going to buy for the Xbox 360, you know, I gave you those games. Yeah, and and I've bought I've bought the majority of them. I still haven't got a copy of Crackdown, but I, I think I picked up everything else. And one of the things I like about coming into this system, kind of two three years along later right is that yeah i've i've picked up a whole pile of games for cheap and that they're just sat there waiting i'm just working my way through the one 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 at a time and i'm having a, I'm having a great time yep and i did the same thing i mean i just i just bought an xbox for the kids i guess it was about six months ago so you know they they keep coming up like like right now peter wants to get the uh the left for bit left for dead 2 game and he he downloaded the uh the demo for it and it looks it looks pretty violent. Yeah, well, yeah, it's a zombie yeah. game. Yeah, um, it was it was a, it was fun to watch. You know, I mean, I, I like a good zombie flick, and 
and you know this gives you the uh, the added benefit of instead of just being a, a passive you know viewer of, of actually taking a uh, Stratocaster guitar and pounding some heads. Your, your your audio is really going out. I think you need to quit Skype and come back in, guy. Okay, I'll see you in a minute. All right. I... Um. So, what is your favorite 360 game right now, David? Which one has really kind of if you're going to sit there and pick up the 360 controller and start playing it, which is the game that you're going to want? Um, I, I have to say, in terms of the stuff I've got, I, I mean, I, I played right through to the end of the Orange Box, so I've played all the games in the Orange Box. That's quite I've a finished nice. all of them. <laughs> That's a big... Yeah. It, yeah, that was that was quite a big time investment, but I really wanted to do that because I, I, I've, bought, I've bought Half-Life 2, two or three times in the past uh-huh. i had it on the pc i sold it um when i when i moved to the mac uh and then uh probably about 18 months ago i was in a you know i was, I was working away and i wanted to play something and i had my work pc with me and i went to a computer store and bought it again yeah uh and started the game again and it got got to round about the same place maybe a little bit further on and then kind of left it um, so one of the one of the first games I bought when I got the 360 was the Orange Box, and I thought, well, you know, this time I'm going to finish the damn thing. Yeah. And so I actually did and played all. So I've played all of the games in the Orange Box through to the end, which is probably really? the best deal in video game history. Honestly. Oh, absolutely. I yeah. Mean, you get, uh, every game on there is is simply fantastic. Absolutely. I yeah. I had I had a blast. I really. Oh, lost David. Oh. The episodes. The kind of sequel episodes to Half Life Two, even yep. more than the original game, and I, oh, I, I thought, I thought those would just be kind of you know nice add-ons, but but I really enjoyed them more. Uh, and Portal was amazing. Por- uh, I think I, Portal is one of the best games that's that's come out in the last decade. Yeah, it's got yeah. humor. It's got it's got everything going for it. The cake is I a just, lie. The cake, the cake, the cake was the cake is definitely a lie. <laughs> but I, I, yeah, the only thing is, I wish it was. Bigger. I mean, it would be great to, for them to do a, a really full. full Why couldn't they do that on the iPhone? That game would totally work on the iPhone. Yeah, that that'd be awesome. So, well, so uh, Orange Box, obviously, but Orange Box. Um, as I said, I've nearly finished Gears of War, and I've really enjoyed that. I think I'm going to play Halo Three next. Yeah, um, Halo Three and, is a uh, very short game. I beat Halo Three, uh, and I wasn't playing it nonstop, but I basically beat it in a week. Well, it, it's much be... shorter than Halo Two. Much yeah. shorter. Well, I, now, I never was played... Halo Three done by the same development yes. team? Bungie, yeah. absolutely. Well, I mean, yeah, it was Bungie, but Microsoft owns Bungie, so that's yes, not no, that Bungie. doesn't necessarily that's... mean it's going to be the same guys doing it. Yeah, no, you're not going to see anybody else ever do a, a true Halo game if it's not Bungie. So um, that the fact that it'll be short is, doesn't really bother me because again, the original Halo, I've started that about eight times yes. and never and never finished it um so uh I, that doesn't really that doesn't really bother me and i never played halo 2 because i never had the original xbox so um yeah that'll, that'll be fine so i think halo 3 will be the next one and and then then we'll see where we are i have i did mention to a couple of people in my family that um you know come christmas time they're looking to, to get me something i quite I quite like enjoyed the demo to the Batman game, Arkham Asylum. Uh, yeah, that's and I do fancy, unbelievable. Yeah, I do fancy having a go at that. So. Yeah, that looks good. Now, with everything I was saying about the games that I've been playing that's exclusive to the PS3, does that make you at all think, maybe I should pick up a PS3? 
I can't I can't really justify having two systems, um, particularly with us having the Wii as well. I, I probably what I would do, what I have to do is, you know, when the Xbox if the if the Xbox fails, um, I I mean my machine is 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 obviously pretty new, so I'm hoping I'm getting one that doesn't have all those inbuilt design defects. They've kind of been worked all those kinks out. But if it if it were to fail, um, I might think about swapping it out for a PS3. Yeah. Um, I've not. I mean, I've, because I've been picking up second-hand games and um, cheap games, I've not got a lot of investment in the software, so I'm not my terribly fear, tied to it. My fear with the PS3 that I have is I've got the original 60 gigabyte PS3, which has a PS2 built in, and what that allowed yeah. me. See, number one, if you if you have little kids running around the house, you can't really play. Uh, a game with a wired controller. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because either not the less, controller less, will go Yeah, there's flying. sharp corners everywhere. Yeah. And so I didn't buy a lot of the PS2 games that I wanted to buy because I just didn't have the opportunity to play them. I'd have to wait till the kids were in bed, and by that time of night, tired. I'm tired. I don't feel like playing a video game. But with the PS3 and the Xbox and the Wii, it's wireless, so no problem at all there. And that cured a lot of problems for me. So I went back and I bought a lot of the PS2 games that I wanted. And I went back and I actually finished a lot of the PS2 games that I already own, like the Grand Theft Auto Series 3 and Vice City and stuff like that. But that was only because I bought an adapter that would bring all my saved stuff from the PS2 that I owned onto the PS3. You didn't want to start it all over again. No, not those games. Too long. And I really enjoyed doing that. My fear now is that the the PS3s that are out there do not have that backwards compatibility. No. And so if I ever want to go back and play any of these games again, I would have to get... Well, I already own a PS2. That works fine. But I'd have to play it on a PS2. And that just doesn't appeal to me now. I don't know why. Well, don't you have... You just said you had a PS3 that plays PS2 games. But what if that fails? Oh, I'm sorry. I, mi- I misunderstood I'd what you were saying. I have to buy a new system, and it won't have that backwards compatibility. Yeah, but at the same time, you know, the PS3, you know, even with the the built-in Blu-ray player, is now starting to get a lot closer to being affordable That's than it was a year. Yeah, two ninety nine, and you know, yeah, okay, you lost the 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 PS2 backwards compatibility, but for most people, especially hardcore gamers, you know, they 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 very rarely, you know, well. You have something on most hardcore gamers that they'll never have, and that's nostalgia for stuff that was around five, ten years ago. Yeah, a, a lot of the, a lot of the kids coming up now, you know, hardcore gamers, they get a PS2 or they get a PS3, and whatever games it is they have, they sit there and they'll play it until they beat it, and you know, to the to the detriment of everything else. And then once they've beat it, it it gets put back on the shelf and they never look at it again. Yeah. So, you know. It's that single-minded focus certainly helps them complete the game, but at the same time, they miss a lot of the nuances of the game that that you would see because you'll you're able to play it for a little bit and say, "Ah, oh, well, I'm getting a little tired. I'm going to go do something else now," and then you come back to it later. So you pick up stuff that they'll never see. That's true. Now, one of the things that I noticed, David, when you were talking about the the games that you're playing on the PS, or on the, I'm sorry, on the Xbox 360. You didn't mention Grand Theft Auto. Does that not sound appealing to you at all? Or and if not, why not? 
Um, it's funny that I was just thinking about the the other day because they have these two um, exclusive episodes for uh, Grand Theft Auto. What was it the Ballad of Gay Tony and and the other one? They're kind of available in a bundle now. Yeah. And um, I'd heard that those were pretty good. They are. Well, I haven't played the Ballad of Gay Tony yet. Um, I want to, but I'm just I've got three other games right now that are brand new, and I'm going to stick with those and until I'm done with them. <laughs> Gee, yeah. what does that sound like? <laughs> the, I mean, the only the only I've I've played Grand Theft also on the PSP. No, it doesn't and, compare. Uh, well, yeah, this is the thing is I know that you know it's a seminal game, and um, you know it really is it really is was the first of its kind. But every time I've ever sort of kind of played it or or seen it played on some of the bigger systems. Um, I've had some difficulties in that, you know, I don't find it's, I know it's trying to be realistic, but I don't find it's particularly realistic. No, they're not trying um, to be realistic. That's what a lot of, that's a big misconception. It's tongue in cheek, the whole thing. No, no, what I'm, what I'm, I'm not talking about the, the storyline and, and the kind of the way it plays out. I'm talking about the actual environment you play in the oh, sandbox. That's because you haven't played uh, Grand Theft Auto 4. I'll, I'll grant you on the PS2 and by extension the PSP, um, it, it just didn't look real. It, it looked like a video game setting that was kind of trying to somewhat pretend that it's a real city. Exactly. And exactly. And I enjoyed those games for what they were, but you're right. They it they really didn't work as. Wow, I'm really in Las Vegas. No, you're not. Yeah, yeah I'm not. You're not in Miami. You're not in New York. That changed with Grand Theft Auto Four, right? And okay, well, it, it's it's a it's a big city number one, and it's very very realistic. I mean, the only thing that bothers me in it is that you cannot go into ninety nine point nine percent of the buildings, yeah, because they look so real that you're like, why can't I go in there? Well, yeah. because that, a game that would allow you to go into any building would be, you know, you would need huge five thousand gigabytes to hold that much data, and you'd have load times forever. And most and the, of the rooms, is, most of the rooms would just have donuts in them. So. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> is is the vehicle handling a bit more? Oh um, yes, much more realistic, realistic. as well. Oh yeah, that, not even that close. was the other thing that really drove me out. Because you see, I have um, uh, one game for the the Xbox. I've not talked about it yet. That I really, really love is it is Burnout Paradise. Oh, fantastic game! Which is an amazing game. But I love that because it, it you know, it's I. Did you get I, the expansion first, pack? No, I just have just have the main oh. game at the moment. But um, when the first time I played that, I thought this is what Grand Theft Auto should have been. It is because you know it, it's a real city, it is, and yet you're racing around in it. Yep, so, it is. That's I, what Grand Theft Auto is. In fact, I would say that Grand Theft Auto does it better than than that game does because you can get out of the car, you can yeah. walk through the park. There's real people. There's no people in in Burnout Paradise at all. No. I mean, it's not even your car has a guy in it. It's just, it's, it's nothing. And, but don't get me wrong. I love Burnout Paradise. I bought uh, the expansion Big Surf City, which opens yeah. up a whole island. And I bought uh, a whole bunch of the expansion pack cars. I like the classic movie cars because I got like the Dukes of Hazard car. And right. I've got <laughs> Kit. And Kit is the Does best Does it talk car. to you? No, it doesn't. And they have Back to the Future car that if you push a button, the tires tuck up underneath and it floats. <laughs> it's so cool. Cool. And it's a fantastic game. I, You're right. And, and I will say, though, that Grand Theft Auto doesn't have the outright speed of driving that you get in that game. But, I mean, that's not realistic at all. 
No. And because and, um, you're flying in, in, in that. Yeah, but there's, there's a difference between how the, as I say, how the gameplay plays out, um, which and and kind of just how the solid aesthetics. the environment you're in feels. The aesthetics in Grand Theft yeah. Auto is better than in okay. that game. Well, on on the basis of that recommendation, then I'll definitely look into. Now, don't get the ex- so it, don't get the expansion packs first. No, as I say, get, 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 get the original Auto game. Yeah. Yep. And okay. you could get that for like you know, for you guys, ten pounds. I mean, yeah. it's it's cheap now, and you could probably get it for <laughs> much less than that on eBay, a used copy. But GTA yeah. Four is it's got a fantastic story. Everything about that game I really really like. And the only reason I haven't picked up the expansion pack, I picked up the first one, and I played about three hours into it, and I grew bored. But that was because I had been playing the regular GTA at the same time, and I was like, it's just too much. It's the same city. They don't change anything. It's just a different character. I don't really want to explore that right now. What I want from a new GTA game is a brand new city to explore. Because to me, what I've always liked about the Grand Theft Auto games, even the older ones where the environments were kind of, yeah, right. I I love the environments. I loved exploring. I loved driving behind a house and finding a little picnic table back there. Like someone really lives there. Uh, I love that aspect of it. And of course, yeah. blowing everything up doesn't hurt either. But... You know, the new one, GTA 4, is just a superior game than the originals. It, it's almost like Rockstar practiced how to lay out a city in those games. But they didn't have the power of the Xbox 360 or the PS3 to really make it look the way that they wanted to. They were stuck with PS2 graphics. Right. And now that they have all this power, they're one of the few companies up until now I would say that really knew how to take advantage of making such something that was so huge that you could drive from in GTA four from one part of the city all the way to the other. And there's no load screens at all. I hated that in the older games that you drive from one part of the city to the other and you'd have three load screens while you're going through. Yeah. It's like, ugh, I hate this. doesn't happen in GTA four. You, you drive all over the city and it never stops to load anything. And then the only loading that you get is the cutscenes, which makes perfect sense because it has to stop to tell you part of the story right here. But it's just a it's a, it's superior on every single level. I wish that I haven't I hadn't played it yet, David, because right now I feel like picking it up and start playing it again. Yeah, <laughs> but it's like yeah, you know what? I, I'm going to go back to Ratchet and Clank later tonight, and I'm going to start playing that again because that's. See- yeah, you said there were three games that you've been playing. So you've been playing uh, well, Ratchet I, Clank. Yep, yeah, and Drake's Fortune. Or, yeah. I'm sorry, um, Uncharted. Uncharted. So what's the third one? Uh, that was The Brutal Legend. Oh, right. And, it, and that's kind of comic booky. It, it's silly. It's not really serious. One thing that, the reason that I picked it up, other than I like Jack Black, although most of his movies suck, go figure. <laughs> yeah. um, I keep thinking about the Jack Black in... Um, what was that movie with uh, Cusack? Um, High Fidelity. The character that he plays in that, the record store worker, I loved him in that role. And I kind of always go back to that Jack Black. But in this game, I mean, it starts out, I, I downloaded the demo. And they have a demo on the Xbox 360, so you can both check this out. He's a roadie. But he's an old school roadie. It, from the heavy metal era, right? And 
he's a roadie for this new group that sounds kind of heavy metal-ish, but they're really not, especially when they start singing and stuff. And they have a tween audience. And so the beginning of the video game, the, these cutscenes right at the beginning, is just brilliant. It's so well done. And uh, how it sets up where he goes to this other world is kooky and stupid, but it works. And on that basis alone, I thought, you know what? I want to play this whole game because I, I really dig this. And uh, so I bought it. But unfortunately for that game, at the same uh, a week later, I also bought Uncharted 2. <laughs> <laughs> and it's there's just really no comparison. There really no. isn't. Torn between two games. Feeling like a fool. Well, I'm torn between two games, but it's not Brutal Legend. I probably won't go back to Brutal Legend for months, honestly. And then I'll probably play through the whole thing and enjoy it and think, oh, I shouldn't have waited so long. But Ratchet & Clank is a brilliant game. It's so much fun. And Uncharted 2 is just... I, I can't say enough good things about it. If I was going to rate these games, I'd probably give Brutal Legend, for how much I've played, probably a 5 out of 10. So it's an average game. Um, Ratchet and Clank, I would give a 9 out of 10. And, and Uncharted 2, I would give a 10 out of 10. And I don't give very many 10 out of 10s. In fact, I wouldn't give GTA 4 a 10 out of 10. I'd only give that a, like a 9 out of 10. So that's how good... Uncharted is, which I wish you had a PS3, David, just so we could, you could appreciate what I'm saying because it's just, it's yeah. brilliant. It really is. So, okay, that's yep. like almost all of our show now. <laughs> Thank you. Good night. <laughs> yeah, and let's be honest, we weren't planning on talking about video games tonight, but we kind of got sucked into it. So, yep. we might as well keep on the video game theme since we're here, anyways. And why yeah, this can be, this can be the, uh, the, ninja, the ninja video game show. <laughs> Why short shift uh, Something the else. other subjects that we were going to talk about in the remaining time we had. So let's just stick with video games. And let's move to the iPhone platform. There's been a lot of good games lately coming out on the iPhone that has really been impressive. And believe it or not, one of the games that I've been playing a lot of is yet another tower defense game. It's called Ninja Tower Defense. Have either of you guys tried that yet? No, no I haven't even heard that about one. it. It's fun. It's, it's, a, it's a basic tower defense game but it adds just enough difference to make it worthwhile to play and i think it's like a 99 cent game it's uh, is there, I, I must... is there i'm sorry dad go ahead I can't no, no you you go ahead you were speaking first well, i was gonna say is there is there a good site for for like iphone games that, that does yeah. a, a um let me pull up my web browser the first one that i i can definitely say is touch arcade there was there was one site called app minute but i, I don't know yeah, what happened to it it's gone um, the other one is TouchGen, and both of those sites, TouchGen.net, I like it, um, but I don't. They don't have quite the. They got a lot of com content. I I really like it. I'll take that back. It's a good. Was site. that Touch Arcade? You said Touch Arcade is the one that I usually visit first to see if there's been any big big things just released. I um. I actually came across a recently guy that um, IGN.com and now have now got a dedicated wireless site which co mostly covers iPhone games. I've always liked their their kind of style of reviews. Yep. Um, and um, they're covering an awful lot of iPhone stuff now. In fact, I'm, I'm just on the site, just gone to the site now. They've got reviews of Command and Conquer, Doom, and I think the fact that 
big gaming sites like them are now starting to cover iPhone games really shows that the iPhone has arrived as a gaming platform. Absolutely. I don't think that's even in question anymore. I think it was a question for a while there. Can the iPhone become a, a PSP in a in a um, DS competitor? <laughs> At this point, I think that the PSP and the DS are behind the iPhone in gaming. Yeah, I, mean, I don't think I, there's any question about that now. And I was kind of I was struck by this the other day. I've got a trip next week to uh, to go down to London for a couple of days for conferences. And normally, if I'm staying overnight in London and I don't have you know anything to do, I'll normally take along my PSP or something, or maybe a game on my Mac or my PC to play. Um, and uh, I thought to myself just uh, just the other day, I thought, well, there's a whole load of games I've been waiting to try on the iPhone, so. Maybe I'll just uh, pick up a couple of those and, and play those instead. I, I quite I've always liked um, real real time strategy games, so I quite fancy the Command and Conquer. You know, I I have the original Command and Conquer somewhere around here still. I don't have a machine that will run it anymore, <laughs> but I have it. And it Command and Conquer to me was always kind of a wow. We really like what they're doing in the in the Warcraft game, so let's make that for space. But it was always clunky compared to the elegance that was Warcraft. I'm not talking about World of Warcraft. I'm talking about yeah. the original yeah. Warcraft and Warcraft 2 in particular. Which I still think if I was going to rate video games of all time, which might be something we should look at someday. Yeah. Uh, the Warcraft 2 would be in the top 10. I mean, it was that good. Um, But the Command & Conquer series, while always decent, just didn't live up to those standards. That being said, David, I did go and pick up Command & Conquer for the iPhone. It was six ninety nine, which is kind of expensive for an iPhone game that you can't try a demo first. Yeah. And it looks pretty good, but it still feels just kind of clunky to me. I don't feel like I've got the control that I want in the game. Right. Um, and, and I know a lot of people are probably wondering, well... Can iPhone do RTS? It can. And it can do it real well. I just don't think that EA's put the time and the effort to upgrade Command & Conquer for the iPhone the way they could have. And half the time I'm trying to move around on the map, and I end up zooming down to my guys. I'm like, that's not what I wanted to do. Right. And if I'm fighting with the controls, that's not the hardware platform's problem. It's the game developers. Yeah. Exactly. And yeah. I'm enjoying it, but not that much. In fact, I bought that in uh, Ninja Tower Defense or just Ninja TD at the same time. I played Ninja Tower Defense three times as much as Command & Conquer. Yeah. It's mm -hmm. just a better game. Is, have you um, have you seen this, this game, Cannabelt? Mm-mm. Oh. Now, now here's a, here, this, is, I, this is something else. It really is. It's kind of, it's so simple, and yet it's so completely addictive. It's uh, Originally, it was a Flash game, uh, and the, the, the idea is, is that you play this guy um, in a city who, the city's being invaded by robot aliens. Oh, is this the one that you, you have to run? It's just running. Yeah, it's just you're running I, and I jumping. Played, I played the, uh, the demo, because they actually show it on an iPhone screen on the developer's website. Yeah. And you just use the the arrow keys to play it. So yeah, I played it that way, but not on the actual yeah. iPhone. Uh, i tell you, it, it, it's a real time suck. <laughs> <laughs> a real time suck. Not it's always a bad clever. thing. Yeah. No. 
Um, I'm trying to figure out what other games that I've got recently that's... You know, I'm looking in my iTunes library right now for apps. I have 224 apps. Wow, that's a lot more than I have. And there's a, over 100,000 games on the iTunes store now. So, Well, 100,000 apps. Apps, I'm sorry. But let's be honest, the, the ones that are always the biggest sellers is iPhone games. I mean, by far. Yeah. And I and you know, you still I still have to go back to some of the original games that's been out on the iPhone for a year now. It's still some of the best games like Field Runners. And that's another tower defense game, and I'm not a big tower defense game player to be honest. But on the iPhone, it's it's just a natural. It works so well on that platform. And that's still the very best of all the tower defense games is Field Runners. And and it it was so popular on the iPhone, David, they actually converted it over to the PSP. Yeah, I, I, absolutely fantastic. I mean, I, again, that's another one I can spend hours and hours playing with. It's fun. Really, it's, really is a lot of good. Um, I've tried some of the NFL games. Football just doesn't work <laughs> on, on, on a small iPhone. screen. No, it just doesn't. Well, is it a matter of the screen or is it a matter of controls? Controls. Okay. Um. Another game, going back to some of the original games that are out there, that really works for the iPhone, and it's an RTS, and it's better than Command & Conquer. I don't know if you've bought this yet, Dave. It's called Warfare Incorporated. You know, I have it, but I I, I kind of played the first few levels and then kind of got... Uh, I just couldn't get into it. I The story it is extremely boring, and I never play the story mode. I play the free games that you just... Uh, ready, set, go. The skirmish modes. Yeah, the skirmish. And that's how I enjoy that game. I really like it. I wish that the characters were a little bit bigger or that I could zoom a little better. Uh, But that's the only thing that that game needs, and I think it's probably so far the best RTS on the iPhone. But wait till they come out with Warcraft 2 on the iPhone. It will dominate. And you know it's going to happen. Um, Another good one is called The Wars. And The Wars is basically... um, how can I describe the wars? It's kind of uh, a protector castle game, but not really. You you basically build troops, and your troops march across the playing field to to throw rocks or whatever at the other castle, and the other guys are doing the same thing. So your guys basically meet in the middle, and it's very much strategy because you kind of start off on a level playing field when. As time goes on and you get more experience, the age changes. So you start as a caveman and you end up as spacemen. And you get everything in between, from knights to modern army to pioneer type of, you know. It's really a fun game, but it's one of those that if you play it on easy, you'll be in 20 minutes and you may never pick it up again. You have died of dysentery. (laughs) (laughs) Have um, Have you checked out Doom yet? You know, there's something about... The original Doom, I remember playing it years and years ago and somewhat enjoying it. But I look at it now and I just think, eh, I don't know. I think it's the graphics that just kind of throw me. Yeah, I mean, it's using a lot. The thing is, I remember when it came out uh, on the PC, we'd never seen anything like that before. Obviously, on the Mac, you'd had Marathon. Yes. um, But on the PC... Well, no, Doom came out before Marathon did. Yeah, on the Mac. Oh, okay. No, I'm yeah, saying the, think... the, the Doom came out on the Macintosh. 
It was it yeah. was a Mac game way before Marathon was. Oh well, no, yeah, but... I'm I'm just talking about Doom. The game period came out for the PC long before Marathon. Came, yeah, yeah. It came, Doom Doom came out on the PC in 1993. Yeah. So, um, the, yeah, I think Marathon I, I... was 95 or 96. Oh right, I see. Uh, I, I mean, I remember downloading the, the sort of the trial version of Doom, the, the shareware version, and uh, I didn't have a PC that would run it at home, so I actually stayed late at, at work one night and played it there. And um, I, yeah, I, I was just blown away by it. And then, then when uh, a colleague of mine got wind of it as well, and we realised we could run it on two computers over the network and fight against each other, and then it, you know, it kind of all kicks off. Yeah, well, that uh, was the first first-person shooter. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there was no, there was nothing. Well, except like it for Wolfenstein. No. Yeah, Wolfenstein was was wasn't that before Doom? It, it was, but it it wasn't in the same league. No, it wasn't. Yeah. Um, well, you know, once those once those four meg graphic cards came down in price, you were good to go. Yeah. <laughs> so, have you picked it up for the iPhone? No, but I, I've been I've been toying with it. I was kind of hoping you had some fun. Yeah, it was <laughs> I I don't know. There's something about it. I just don't think I'll play it much. That's why I haven't bought it. And I think it's a little pricey for such an old game, even if it is updated for the iPhone. The graphics haven't been. It just looks clunky to me. And after playing some really superior games on the iPhone, going back and playing something that's twenty years old is like, yeah, maybe not. Well, let me ask you something. If you had if you had the choice between Doom or Marathon on the iPhone, which one do you think would be a better game? Um, I would probably just sit there and wait for Quake to come out. <laughs> it is too. Okay. okay. They, oh, so they, you're they... just you're just going to throw a third choice in there? I well, see. Oh, I, see. I, I, I was I just say... about to say. The, I I'd agree with you, Tim. I think the only thing that really puts me off it is thinking, well, if they're going to put Quake or Doom 2, those are much better games than the original Doom. Absolutely. And the fact they had an interview with Carmichael, and he said that Quake is going to be coming out on the iPhone. In fact, they're going to release them in order, which means I'm just going to sit here and wait until Quake 3 Arena comes out on the iPhone, and that's the one I'll get. Because it's so superior to everything that came before. And next year will be Crisis. <laughs> yeah, good luck there. <laughs> uh, another game that I've got, is Rock Band. And I have to say, it's a fun game on the iPhone. And yeah, You showed that. You showed that to me when we were in, <laughs> well, in Chicago. I, I tried it on hard. On the hard level. <laughs> yeah, when we were at lunch. <laughs> I just don't have enough fingers. That's no. really what it comes yeah. down to. I, I don't know how anybody could play hard I, Rock Band on the iPhone. I know. I, I've... I've I think you need a nervous system upgrade to be able to play it on hard. Yeah, I just can't do um, it. But I, I agree with you, Tim. I, I think I know we got a lot of criticism because people said, "Oh, you should be able to hold the iPhone and strum it like a guitar." And it's no. Well, you know, that I, I just I, well, it, I don't think it would. I don't think that's why they did it. I, I just think it's a lot of fun, and the production values are very high. Absolutely. Um, and and yeah, I think it's great. It's a fun game to play. It, it, it is one of those. I'm going to pick this up, and I'm going to play one through the next song that I haven't done yet, and then I'm going to put it away again. Um, yeah. I can totally see getting Carpal Tunnel Syndrome with this game, though. Yeah. I mean, I, I went through three songs in a row, and my wrists were like, okay, let's put this down for a while. Let's let's not do that. My head hurts. My head hurts. Stop it. 
Uh, let's You're take killing a... me. You're killing me. We're coming up toward the end of our episode, our video game episode. So let's uh, take care of a little bit of business here. The Geekiest Show Ever is uh, produced by MyMac Productions. MyMac Productions also produces the MyMac.com podcast. I've heard of that. Yeah. Uh, it's a pretty good show, I've heard. You know, you might want to check that out. I will. Another show that we're producing is called Sam's Cool Picks. It's from Sam Levin, and he talks about a lot of iPhone stuff. So you're into the iPhone. You definitely want to subscribe to that show. And we just released our fourth podcast, and it's called My Photo Tech. Uh, the guy, a guy named Sandro is doing that show. And he just came out with his first episode. And we need to up the production values a little bit on my side. But for our first ep- episode, he did a, a really good job. And now, that's where's he? Around. Where's he out of? Oh, you know what? I couldn't tell you off the top of my head. I just don't remember, guy. I've been okay. talking to a lot of people lately, and I just honestly do not remember. So we have four different shows uh, in the MyMac family of podcasts. Geekiest Show Ever, MyMac.com Podcast, Sam's Cool Picks, and My Phototech. You can find links to all of these episodes and all these shows at MyMac.com. Just go to the right-hand side of the screen where all the little 125 by 125 ads are, and you'll find it there. And uh, check these other shows out, because if you like this show, you'll probably like those shows as well. What do you guys think? Let's go. Another show that we've got in the works is uh, a gardening show, believe it or not. (laughs) That's different. It's different. But, you know, there's room for everybody. And so that's a show that I'm definitely looking at. And the guy who's looking at doing it is very passionate about gardening. And I think that's really, really cool. So uh, I actually did, uh, and this is on a Mac only, so if you're a PC user listening to this, you, you can't appreciate this. But we, I did a screen share via iChat with uh, Scott, the guy who was looking at doing this gardening podcast, and I basically walked him through how I put a show together on iTunes because he's never really used iTunes before, especially to do a podcast. And it was kind of uh, eye-opening for me to to walk someone through it that's never done it before and showing them all the little tips and tricks and do this to make your sound sound louder and it was fun. It was great to do. And if there's anybody out there who's thought about doing a podcast, let us know and we can help you do that. Uh, if you're interested in advertising your company or your products on any of the four ep- uh, four shows that I just mentioned, send an or email. Or all four of them. Or all four. Send an email to ads at mymac.com and we will happily promote your product and uh, take your money. Speaking, yeah. speaking <laughs> of which... Uh, going back to the MyMac.com podcast, we got a new sponsor coming up next week, guys. Tell us. It's going to be Smith Micro. We're going to be advertising Stuff It Deluxe 2010. Man, that's a program that's been around forever. Yeah, oh yeah. I've been using Stuff It Deluxe since Aladdin made it. <laughs> well, means... I remember, they, I think they've been around since, the, what, the 80s at well, least? Aladdin, they, they got bought out by Smith Micro. And uh, but, I mean, Micro. there was a version of Stuff It Deluxe, I think, going back to, like, the System 5, System 6 days. Yeah, and it, the company that made it was called Aladdin. Yeah. Aladdin, Aladdin Systems, I think. And they got bought out by Smith Micro. So, But, it, I mean, it's cool that this program that's been around forever is still there. It's, and it was it's just still updated. doing its thing. Yep. It's awesome. So, 
listen to the MyMac podcast, and we'd appreciate it. And send us feedback, feedback at MyMac.com, and I'll share it with the two guys here. And we'd really appreciate if you can go up to iTunes and give us a review for Geekiest Show Ever. We want to get it out there. Tell your friends, tell your family, bribe them, whatever you got to do, just get them to listen. Parole officer, whoever. Yeah, that'll work. (laughs) So for Guy and David, I'm Tim, and we'll see you in two weeks.